Hello and welcome back to another Sea Red UK podcast. And once again, we're going bulls deep. I'm Matt, and as usual, I'm joined by Neil, who's over in Ireland. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. Busy day? Uh, no, not too busy now. Just um, getting everything ready for uh, school starting next week for the kids. Uh, yeah, forgot about all that. Mm. Luckily, the wife sorts all that out while I'm at work, so... I've had a, a day of driving around God's country today, so I'm feeling feeling pretty refreshed. Not been London. <laughs> you didn't have to go down south. No, I've been down there this week, but yeah, a day of driving around Yorkshire that'll do for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get cracked on, and as usual, we'll start with any latest Bulls news. Um, last episode, obviously, we did last night, and as we finish recording news started coming in uh, the first bit was uh, Zach Levine announcing the birth of his uh, baby boy named St Thomas Levine born on the 21st which was the start of the week uh, from all at Sea Red UK congratulations to Zach and his par- partner Hunter on the safe arrival of the baby boy uh, next bit that come out was a video of Marco slamming it down for Montenegro against I can't remember who they're playing now Bosnia I think it was um, it was a slow-mo video and to be fair he went through a bit of contact and then a bit of a flex on the rim afterwards <laughs> always good to see uh, shout out to our guy Clem because I hadn't seen a stat line for him until I saw Clem tweet it before Six points, two assists, four rebounds in 19 minutes. So, not fantastic, but yeah. Uh, And tonight, as we're recording Thursday, it's uh, uh, Gorans Slovenia are playing Estonia, I think it was, I saw. So, there'll be some content to come from that, I'm sure. And... Well, before I get into the last bit of news, have you got anything on what I've just said, Neil? Uh, no, not really. I did. Uh, I did enjoy the the flex, the hang, one-handed hang on the ring by Marco. So uh, good to see him um, at least enjoying himself, anyway. And yeah. uh, like like yourself, I'd like to you know extend the, the best wishes to to Zach and Hunter on the birth of uh, Saint Thomas. Yeah, hopefully, um, maybe a different mindset of Zach coming into the season now he's a dad. You know, yeah. we both know what it's like and how it changes you. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human and he's now got different priorities, I'm guessing. So, not necessarily a different mindset, but a different way of looking at life, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, could improve him as a player. Um, the last bit of news that sort of filtered through at the same time was uh, apparently... Uh, AK has been in contact with Costas Antetokounmpo, if I've said it right, I probably butchered it. Um, the report come through from, I'm going to butcher this one because it's another Greek name, Christos Sol- Soltas, who's a reporter for a Greek site, but he covers basketball worldwide, apparently. Um, basically, he's reported that AK has been in contact with him. Um, there was no further report of 
how Bulls get him on the roster when it's full. Yeah, you know, he's he was the first Ant to Compo to, to win a ring. You know, it was a bubble ring. Um yeah. he'd only ever played twenty two NBA games. I think last year he was playing in France, but apparently he's improved on both ends of the court quite a bit. My initial thought is something and nothing as usual with these sort of things. I've read the report kind of translated from Greek. It's not, not easy reading. Um, my initial thought is probably a two-way contract, if anything. Spend more time down with Windy City. I'm not, I don't want to say as a replacement for Justin Lewis, but from what I've... Well, memory serves correct, we haven't actually announced Malcolm Hill as a second one yet. So... There could still be a two-way slot up for grabs. What do you what do you make of it, Neil? Yeah, I I, I don't know really what to make of it. Like you say, I, I'd say it will just be a two-way deal if if it happens at all. Um, off the back of you know the big flare-up of Yanis and his self-promotion there recently, saying he was going to be you know eventually coming to Chicago possibly and all that. Maybe it brings him a a small bit closer to that being a reality because he has said previously he'd like to play with his brothers. So I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, I got that impression as well. You know, it's all on the back of that and Bulls fans are going to make that, you know, two and add two and two together and come up with all sorts of answers, I think from it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, if you're coming on a, even just a windy city, I think it'd be quite interesting to see. Um, seen another couple of tweets today from um, that Christos. I think Greece are playing Serbia at the minute, and the main headline is obviously Yanis against uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. But he did say that Costas is having a good game as well. So, okay. Well, I think it's just sort of wait out on that one. Um, see where it goes. Probably mm-hmm. nowhere. But that was it for any breaking news last night. As I say, we're recording this on Thursday night, but we're not putting it out until Friday morning. So when you get a chance to listen to it, it is officially P. Will's 21st birthday. So again, from all at Sea Red UK, happy 21st, P. Will. Enjoy your day, get drunk, do whatever you want to do, and then come back and carry on working hard and prove everyone who's got the, or sees the potential in you. And following on from that, as a little bit of a birthday treat for him, we're going to do our hopes and predictions for him for next season. Uh, If any of you have listened to our previous podcasts, I believe it was our very first one available on Stump. We did a bit of a dive on, AK's draft picks, obviously included in that was P. Will. At the time, I said I was sat on the fence. Neil was high on him. Yeah. And so for that reason, I'm going to pass it over to Neil so that he can push me off the fence in the right direction, possibly. Okay, well, first of all, you know, as this is going out on the Friday, and I'm sure he'll be listening to it, happy birthday, P. Will. Enjoy your first legal drink. Um. <laughs> And uh, in regards to P-Wheel as a, as a future prospect, as a future player, um, you know, I'm I'm big time high on, on P-Wheel. Uh, P-Wheel is 
very much an exciting um, developmental player for us and for me. And I, I just, you know, people forget that they think of him as a third year player and he's not really a third year player. This is only really his second year. Um, uh, He hasn't had a, a season yet where he's come in, done a full preseason, full training camp and straight in without an injury or COVID or a bubble or some something that's disturbed it and caused an issue. So this is the first year we're going to hopefully, all going well, get to see him come in off the back of all of that, like, uh, you know, most players get the opportunity to do and, and see where he can go with it. Now, a lot of the footage, which I know you've shared, the bulk of it on on the socials, Matt. He's looking good. You know, yeah. I, I I think he's looking athletic. He's looking um, dialed in, and I think he's looking like he's worked on that beautiful, sexy rainbow three and sexy rainbow shot of his, and and got his release sped up because that was the big issue with that shot. It, it looks pretty and it's beautiful when it flies through the air, but the release was too slow. He seems to have at least moved that up a notch um, and, and it needed to, and it still seems to have held form. So, I mean, if he can release that at a good clip and be successful with the shot at a high enough clip, that's, that's going to really stand him. Um, and, and it's only going to increase his confidence as well, I think. But his handles look good too. Um, so between handling the ball better, shooting the ball quicker, and um, and being able to play defense and lock in on the uh, on off uh, on the offense the way he does, I think he's a hot prospect going into next year now. Yeah, like I say, I, I was on the fence with him, and I was the same last year or coming into the, the season last year. I didn't know where I, st- I kind of stood with him. And then as it got closer to the season, I was majorly hyped for him and I couldn't wait to see him. And that's kind of where I'm at with him now. Um, yeah. Again, all the reasons you've just said, you know, he's, he's never had a proper off-season. It's been disrupted in some way, whether it was COVID, lockdown, you know. So this is the first year we've actually seen all these workout videos of him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and... and yeah, they are that. They are workout videos. But it's good to see him putting in the work and it's the only way that he is going to improve. Um, obviously, Demar's took him under his wing now and pro- possibly changed his... I don't want to say his attitude. I think that's the wrong word. His mentality is maybe a better <laughs> word for it. His mentality towards how to train properly, how to you know, look after himself a bit better. You know, we heard that story in his first year, he had to be told that he had to eat breakfast. So, you know, what was he, 18 when we drafted him? He's kind of, he's, and like I say, when this is going out, he's now 21. So he's, he's grown up as a, as a person, as well as a player. You know, he, he was essentially a kid, wasn't he, when he come in? Um, yeah. So the fact that Bulls have had to tell him he's got to eat breakfast and he's now learned how to look after his body. He's learning off veterans like Damar how to play the game. And he's already shown the potentials there. And it just goes back to, like I say, that 
I don't want to say his attitude, it's his mentality and you can't change his personality. If his personality is 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 is, is there, get my tongue in. He's a quiet person, that's not gonna change. Like when we had Tim on and you asked him about him and he said he could walk in a room and you wouldn't know he was there. Mm. If that's his personality, that's his personality, that's not gonna change. But as soon as he steps over that line, you want to see him you don't want to see him be loud, you just want to see him be aggressive and well, an NBA player essentially. Mm. Um but no, I'm I say I am I I'd probably say I fell off the fence in favour of him now. Um and I am hyped to see him go and I don't want to be one of them that compares him to other players because I I want him to be himself. You know, like we've all heard the Kawhi comparisons and stuff like that. And yeah, great person, great player to be compared to, but I just want him to be P. Will, do you know what I mean? And whatever that becomes. And he's definitely got a future within the franchise if if he does become what we all expect him and what we all want him to be. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, yeah, they're all workout videos that we've seen. But it's the players he's been working out with as well that stand out. Obviously, Demar to start with, uh, Paul George. Um, There's a lot of the Raptors players that he was working out with. Obviously, he played in the Drew League, which, again, there's a lot of criticism because he only put up 14 points, 14 rebounds. But then when the next week Dale and Terry goes up put 56 points up, it, it's only a workout. So he's ne- I think, unfortunately for P-Will, he's never going to win with Bulls fans. If he does something good, it's always there's always a downside to it. And if he does something bad, it's always highlighted. So mm. uh, I, I think I said in the, f- the first episode we did, the problem is being the number four pick. I think it's put a lot of pressure on him because people expected him to be the player we want him to be now, not in... Mm-hmm. I think I also said I don't think he's going to be the player we want him to be till he's about 23, 24, 25. That's when he'll reach his full potential. Uh, yeah, like I say, I, I think I'm I'm leaning... Well, I fell off the fence now. I'm I'm hyped for him. I'll be fully behind him. And... I'm just looking forward to seeing them sexy rainbow threes just because I can imagine the little smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad when you fell off the fence, you fell off the right side of it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would you class as a good stat line for him? You know, not a, Maybe an average stat line per game, what have you, going into next season. What, what do you expect to see from him or like to see from him? Well, I, I'd li- I'd like to see a steady kind of double double kind of feature for him, really. Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be f- high numbers. I mean, fourteen and fourteen, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll happily take that. Um, anything, anything in and around that would be would be good. I mean, if he could increase his his, his scoring slightly, maybe get around the sixteen, eighteen points. And and down to sixteen, eighteen, and ten, or or eleven and twelve. I'll take I'll take any of those kind of numbers. Yeah, and I think again going back to our first episode when we spoke about him, we said you know he's maybe what fifth choice for ball handler in the starting lineup. Yeah. So 
how can you expect him to put up big points when you're expecting Zach and Demar to go for you know competing for what 25, 30, 35 points a night? Exactly. There's want... only so many points that you're going to rack up amongst your players. Yeah. You know, and then we're wanting Vooch to put up what 20 points. People yeah. will be happy with. Then you've got Lonzo. Fingers crossed. He, yeah, he's not a big point scorer, but if the ball's in his hand and it goes to him on the three point line. He's going to throw it, you know. So where does P will fit into that? So to me, he is more important off the ball. Into I think we mentioned it before as well, mm-hmm. helping Booch out with the rebounds. Uh, so again, if he can put up double number rebounds, happy with that. Couple yeah. of blocks, couple of steals, just basically getting his big body in the way. I yeah. would like to see him be a bit more. Like again, it kind of contradicts what I've just said, but confident with a three-point shot. You know, if he ends up out there with Drummond and Drummond kicks out to him, you want to see him take that shot straight away and you want to see it fall. So if he can put up, what, three three-pointers a night, so that gives him nine points and then a couple of aggressive, you know, cracks at the rim, 15 points maybe, you know what I mean? I'd be happy with that, 15 points, 10 rebounds, Couple of blocks, couple of steals. Yeah, and I think that'd be a good night's work for him. You know, obviously they're going to go up and down depending who he's uh, matched up with. But I think you know he's not going to put up superstar numbers because he's not a superstar player. No, he's. We want him to just be a legit four. That's yeah. all we need from him, and just do a bit of everything a bit of a higher level than what someone like we expect Dale and Terry to do a bit of everything mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I think well, we're pretty clear where we both stand on him for next season now so once again I think we'll call it uh, we'll put him to bed now and uh, well I'm sure he'll be going to bed himself after a few drinks on his 21st so someone might have to put him to bed tonight <laughs> <laughs> so yeah once again happy birthday P. Will I'm sure you're listening the Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Right, our next topic, what we're going to go into, is a little bit of fun, causes a little bit of stress today because I haven't had time to prep for it properly. But we're going to do a, a draft of a starting five and a sixth man of all-time Bulls. And we want to put the teams out there for a seven game series and we want you to comment when you've listened to this wherever you see the post whether it's Twitter Facebook whatever which team you think will win so either Team Neil or Team Matt in preparation for it to decide who we wanted to be the number one pick as we don't trust each other to do a coin toss (laughs) we put it into our Facebook group Um, we picked a random number so there was no link of like D-Rose or anybody to it 
um, and ask the group to just basically pick a number and the highest one is who wins the draft lottery. And I've got it up in front of me now. I'll just refresh it, make sure it hasn't changed. And the winner of the number one pick for our Sea Red UK all-time Bulls draft is Team Neil with 53% of the vote. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Okay. Well, I'll just quickly explain before you go into it. We're doing it as a snake draft. So Neil will go with the first pick unless he wants to trade it. I don't know how that'd work. (laughs) um, And then I will get pick two and three and then Neil will get four and five and so on and so on. Um, I guess it's a little bit of a warm-up for our Fantasy League draft, which a bit of a flex. I won last year. I've got the cup that says I'm the champion. So... (laughs) And the and the photos to prove it. Yep, I did a, a great photo shoot. Loads of energy, and uh, yeah. Uh, if I win this, I might, I might do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so we can be clear, right? We we we're going from 1990, so from the first ring uh, championship year onwards, right to present. Yeah. So right. anyone from the 90s era through to well last season, I'm guessing because. Right, it's pretty much the same team anyway. But obviously, yeah. one of the stipulation we did mention is, unfortunately, Michael Jordan has decided to go play baseball for a year, so is ineligible <laughs> for the draft. Right. <laughs> Just to make yeah. it a bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, naturally, he would have been my first pick, but no, not allowed. Right. Okay. So will I just go ahead and, or do you yeah, want to announce? Uh, do you want to announce the picks, or what way are you going to do it? Um. Well, I'll just say with the first pick of the twenty, well, we in twenty twenty two, Sea Red UK all time Bulls draft is Team Neil. Okay, so with the first pick, I will select Scotty Pippen. Knew it. <laughs> uh, any reason? Uh, well, I think you know, bearing in mind the fact that he had. Uh, a couple of years in the mid nineties or a year and a half at least with, without MJ and he carried the team incredibly well and almost took them, uh, you know, as far as you can go in the East anyway. Um, I think he's proven that he's a leader and I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want Scotty Pippen on their team, right? Exactly. (laughs) That would have been my first choice as well. Yeah. Right. So with a second pick then, or my first, I will go, you could probably guess, Dennis Rodman. Oh. Okay, I wouldn't have thought that would be your first pick, actually, but yeah, okay. Surely because of the way the draft's working, that's why. Just to make sure oh. I'm <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, again, it speaks for itself. Who doesn't want him? Yeah. Uh, he's... I need him for the defensive and the you know the rebounds and just to be him really you know because I kind of I kind of got an idea of the sort of players you're going to draft and I just want to disrupt them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I see you're going for tactics. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'll control him, but because <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously I haven't got MJ there to to keep him in 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 line like so. Or Scotty. Yeah, might be a bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, we'll move on. And I'm confusing myself now. I've got that many names wrote down. I don't know which position to go for first. But oh yeah, are we going. That's a good point, actually. Are we going for position as well? We have to draw for position. Yeah, obviously a starting five, but I'm guessing you know some of the guards could slip to you know both guards and same with yeah. the wings. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So with my second pick. I am going to go, I'm going to have to do it, D-Rose. Yeah. Um, again, speaks for himself. Just want that explosiveness on attack, you know. I've just, like, it's just obviously just got Rodman for the D. You know, and I basically need him to look after D-Rose, I'm guessing, right out there. Um, against some of your bigger guys, possibly to bully, try and bully him around, but... Yeah, so Dennis Rodman and Derek Rose are my two picks. Very nice. Okay, uh, so with what is this, my second pick? So it's what the one, two, three, fourth pick of the 22C Red UK draft. I will select DeMar DeRozan. He was on my list. Was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, I mean, this guy—it had to. If you don't have Rose, you need to have Demar for clutch. Yep. Um, he's going to win you those few extra games, push you over the edge, um, take the team on his back if things aren't quite going the right way, and uh, and basically carry the load if needs be. Yep. Actually, I totally see why you've done it. He was. He was going to be my first pick. Oh, was he really? Yeah. But I would, okay. I'd switch at the end because I knew you'd want Rodman as well. Oh, yeah, I would have, yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't kind of expecting you to go for DeMar, to be honest. So that's throwing oh, okay. me a little bit now. It's throwing my good, little good, tactics good. out the window. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, moving on then. With, my, with the fifth pick, I will select... Joakim Noah. He was on my list as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, you've got Dennis, I've got Joakim. What can I say? I need someone to get in there and ruffle feathers and and run the court up and down until uh, until he's ready to drop and uh, and drive everyone crazy. So are you putting him as a centre? I'm playing him centre, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's Pippen uh, three? Uh, yeah, I'll put Pippin in the three. And where's DeRozan and then? Play, play Demar in the in the two. Right. Just got writing it down so I can put it out later on. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um. So yeah, back to me. Right. Well, my third pick. You've messed me up now. Good. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go. Um. You haven't picked any positions I thought you was going to pick. <laughs> it's good. It's got you thinking on your feet now, you see. I know. Um, I've stuck between two at the minute. Well, you've got two to choose from now. Uh, so, well, they're the same position, that's the thing. Oh. Uh, right. With my third pick, I'm going to go Luol Deng. Ooh. To play at the three. 
Okay. Obviously, you can play three or four. Um, again, it's just a bit of a, you know, what he give you. Um, you know, along, especially um, for the Bulls before his career kind of went all over the place. Um, and the fact that he's uh, UK, well, Great Britain. Yeah. I could get him in there just for that, I think. Um yeah, not a lot more to say on that. Like I say, I was stuck between him and one other, but that's my choice for my uh, three. And okay. with a fourth pick, I don't know to round out my backcourt or... Yeah, Zach Levine. Okay. Obviously to play at the two. So, Heroes <laughs> one, Zach Levine two. I've kind of... Again, Zach was a bit of a shall I or shan't I? Trying to think whether you'd go for him or not. I had him down as my sixth man, actually. Yeah, see, now it's got me thinking well, for my sixth man because well, I'm not going to give my tactics away, but yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't offer what I was... Well, it does in a, a fashion, but not completely what I was after. But yeah, a backcourt of D-Rose and Zach Levine, I think be uh, pretty exciting to watch to be yeah, fair it would be yeah I like reels all over the place yeah yeah back to you for to well this will round out your starting lineup now won't it it will so uh, I will go for my four and yep. my four I'm kind of torn between two players Purely because one is more of a defensive stalwart and the other one is more of an offensive threat. But I think I'm going to go with the offense and go Tony Kukoc. Yeah, that was who I was torn with between him and Luol. Yeah. I knew you'd be looking at him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's again, he's clutch. He's a, a great scorer. And, a, and a, a sensational facilitator. Um, not the best defensive player, but um, I mean, I would be surprised if neither one of us picked him uh, to some degree, at least. Yeah, and he, um, one of, is he only one of three Bulls players to have sixth man of the year? He is. That's correct. And Hall of Famer. I mean, you don't leave a Hall, Hall of Famer sitting in the list, do you? Yeah, exactly. And that's, again, that's why he was on my list. And I decided to go for Luol just purely because of the UK thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keeping the connection alive. Yeah. You know, and again, if he's listening, which I'm sure he is, he's always welcome on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that leaves me with a point guard to choose. And again, I'm kind of torn. Uh, it's between two for me, but I think I'm going to go, because I need a bit of defense, I'm going to go with Kirk Heinrich. Oh, he was my... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my choice just for the threes. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's good off the arc. He, he's, he's active. He, he's a, a bit of an annoyance. Um, he he's not a bad on um, on ball defender, so he can kind of cut things out a bit earlier rather than letting it get into the paint against us. And I like his funky glasses. 
Yeah, I say he was. I was torn between him and Zach. You know, he both come well. Obviously, he can play both guard positions. So I went with Zach's explosiveness. May have left myself exposed defensively with my backcourt, but neither D Rose or Zach offer much, do they? To be fair, <laughs> but I've got Rodman, and yeah. All right, so for me to round up my starting lineup, I need a centre, and I've only got one more name on the list because you took my other one, and it is Pau Gasol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I was eyeing up for sixth man, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, again, it, it just, you know, two time All Star, wasn't he, in the two years we saw of him? So, yeah. Uh, you can't fault him as one of, yeah, it was a short time, but it was a good time, so. Mm-hmm. Plus, obviously, Lakers retiring his jersey out of the next year, I think. Um, so he's obviously got that reputation around the league, and I know that's yeah. where he made his name, really. But yeah, I actually so, didn't know they were t- retiring his jersey, actually. Yeah, I saw some. I think that's what they said he was doing. I saw something sense. last week. Yeah. So, for me to round up my team, my sixth man is going to be. I'm torn again between two. It's gonna to have to be Steve Kerr, purely because I need a three-point shooter, yeah. and there's not many better than him. <laughs> yeah, um, he was considered for my starting lineup, but I think he'd be better coming off the bench, kind of what we want Kobe to be, really. But <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh, yeah, that's my team done. When you've uh, announced your sixth man, we'll run down our teams and move on. Yeah, okay. Um, right, well, I kind of had a first-choice team and a second-choice team lined up. Um, but out of who I've got left, I'm kind of I'm torn again, purely because I've got quite a lot of firepower already. So I'm going to go with someone to just disrupt everything as much as possible especially with you having Dennis on the team. I think I need something to kind of match his energy. So I'm yeah. going to go with Alex Caruso Ooh, as my snot man. Did not see that one coming. Yeah, I just think that, you know, okay, health is, an, is a factor, but he's going to be on the bench anyway. He's not going to be a starting five. And I just think he has that level of energy and annoyance that could be enough to at least semi-contain Dennis. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't be scared of going up against him. No. Um, plus, I think, you know, he might he might just kind of, you know, it's, it's impossible to say he can contain D. Rose back in, in, the, in the Bulls era, uh, era of his career, but um, I think he could certainly disrupt things a little bit anyway. Yeah. Right, so I'll go through my starting lineup. Uh, uh, at the one, D Rose. Two, Zach Levine. Three, Luol Dang. Four, Dennis Rodman. And at the five, Pau Gasol. And coming off the bench will be Steve Kerr. Very nice. Okay, so to run through mine then uh, point guard, Kirk Heinrich. Uh, shooting guard, DeMar DeRozan. Small forward, Scotty Pippen. Power forward, Tony Kukoc. 
And at centre, uh, we've got Sticks, Joakim Noah. And then my sixth man off the bench is Alex Caruso. Oh, there we have it. These two teams are now in the finals. Best of seven series. Who have you got? Let us know in the comments. And we'll see who wins. Team Neil or Team Matt? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that actually went a lot quicker than I thought it was going to do. but Yeah, it did actually. But I mean... so It gives us time for plan B, which is your player profile. Yeah. Okay. So um, the player that I had kind of lined up in the back pocket for tonight is uh, none other than Mr. Play-by-Play, Stacey King. Yes. Number 34 and also uh, played number 21 for us as well. Um, I mean, we all know Stacey King, whether you knew him from the 90s as a player or whether you know him now as the the play-by-play announcer that we have sitting next to what was Neil Funk for years and now uh, Adam Amin. Currently 55 years old, 6 foot 11, played power forward and sometimes would move across to the five as well. Um, came from Oklahoma State, drafted in 1989 and he was picked number six. Um, had an interesting NBA career. Uh, five years with the Bulls from 89 to 94. Obviously, won three um, championships with the Bulls. He got three rings with us. He then moved into a position with the Timberwolves um, from 94 to 95. And then 95 to 96, he was with the Heat. 96 to 97, he actually dropped out of the NBA. um, And he was in the uh, Continental League and the G League for a bit. he slipped back then and, and kind of never really stayed. He was a bit of a journeyman. He was with the Celtics and the Mavs in 1997 and ended up actually in the Turkish League. Came back to the G League in 98 and finished up his playing career in 1988-99 with, with an Argentinian team in the Argentinian League. He then went on to coach in the G League and the Continental League for two years and got his team into the final, I think it was, in, in the Continental League. Uh, but they, they missed out. Uh, averages with the Bulls, 6.4 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, and 0.9 assists per game. Um, and e- even though he didn't go by a moniker of his own, um, Stacy has provided us with so <laughs> many names and sayings um, f- f- through his career as a commentator and a play-by-play announcer. Um, so I've done the, the kind of highlights notes a little bit different tonight. Um, he had some great calls and has some great calls. Some of them he uses over and over again. Uh, I won't just drill through them straight away, Matt. I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to kind of throw out one or two of, uh, of your own uh, or either a memory of him or the stuff that he tends to come out with or some of the nicknames he's come <laughs> out with, anything like that. What stands out for you? Yeah, um, playing-wise, he was probably slightly before my sort of time um you know as we've said in the past it was hard to watch any kind of nba at that time and yeah. even more so cuz i was only well i was less than 10 when he was doing his thing for bulls so playing wise i've got no real memories of him obviously i've seen videos uh, on youtube and the one that always stands out is the little 
how do we describe it? Coming together with Rodman while Rodman yeah. was at Spurs. Um, was it Rodman? So they had a bit of a pushing match on the baseline, ran up to sort of centre court and carried it on. And then Rodman sort of headbutted him and <laughs> Stacey pushed him away. And Rodman's just kind of walking backwards with a bit of a smirk on his face. And you can't actually see Stacey's face in the video, but I imagine it wasn't a smirk. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, playing wise, not a lot of memories just due to age and not being able to watch the NBA at the time. Like I say, he's a he's a major part of our Bulls experience. Um, him and Adam Amin both are. You know, it, the the broadcast just not the same when they're not on it. Um, you know, obviously we both watch the games through League Pass, so we're lucky enough to have them from pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, the the calls and the names, nicknames he comes out with. You know, obviously he was the one that gave it the. There's five Javantes out there, so that's one yeah. that definitely stands out for me. <laughs> I knew you'd come up with that one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't not have a an episode where I don't mention his name. So, um, you know, obviously there's a chai there, chai slammer jammer. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't can't do it justice the way he does. Um, there was the, like the Bane voice last year, wasn't there? Was it the preseason yeah. game against Grizzlies? <laughs> you know, it just yeah. makes it makes it more entertaining because, especially when they go to timeouts and stuff like that, and he's obviously knowledgeable as well on mm-hmm. the game. So he will from our point of view, pick out things that we might not have seen because of where the cameras were at the time or what have you. So when he breaks it down, like the break, breaks the players down, it does help us a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, both him and Adam, you know, it's, they've just both got very different, um, what's the word, like personalities, I guess, in the sense that obviously Stacey's loud and, excitable I think is an, an easy word <laughs> I think that's fair <laughs> you know I'm not saying that Adam's not you know he's just a, seems a bit more calm about things until he, he does like the obviously DeRozan delivers lines and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know but yeah obviously taking it back to Stacey yeah he's just looking forward to next season and seeing what other calls he comes out with oh there's bound to be something Definitely, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That that one with uh, with Rodman definitely sticks out. Um, I, I believe he actually got ejected for that. I think. Yeah, um, did, yeah. Um, but I mean, just just I've got a few of his best calls written down here. In my opinion, that was like uh, with the D, D Rose alley oop against the Pistons. That was an elevator all the way to the top floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one that he uses a lot, particularly with big players, um, is that the, he's a bully in the sandbox. Uh, he obviously gave D Rose his slogan: "Too big, too strong, too fast, too good." Yep. Um, Give me the hot sauce, which he uses all the time, which originally was about Kyle Korver, um, and he's now taken that on with him and 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 uses it as his actual podcast title. Yeah, and he's got the sauces yeah. as well, hasn't he, to go with it? He does, he does. Yeah, he's actually made made a business out of it. Um, and the one that you've mentioned this previously in a podcast yourself, actually, with the uh, 
stop it. What are you doing, Dragic? <laughs> Did you not get the memo? <laughs> yeah. Heroes slammed it down over him. Um, he consistently... Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure it's going to get a mention, right? It's got to. Um, it's got to. Uh, he used the block party one with Noah. And uh, one of my favorites that he uses all the time. He uses this a lot for Zach as well and, and Damar. Big-time players make big-time plays, baby. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, he gave Jimmy his his nickname. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G, G Buckets. Buckets. The G stands for Gets. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, there's there's so many different, you know, he just seems to just rattle them out, and, and, and they're great. And like you say, they provide such a source of entertainment. He was obviously a character uh, to play with back in the day as well, you know, um, I know himself and, and Mike didn't always see eye to eye, but that's probably because he was a big character. Yeah. Um, but they still pulled together. You know, that's one of the, that was always one of the things people would say about Michael Jordan is as difficult as he could be sometimes with some of the other players, you know, Jordan expected greatness and only, uh, and would only allow greatness to be around yeah. him. And the fact that they won three, three rings together says a lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Stacey King is, He's the stuff of, of Bull's law, I think, both as a player and now in his post-basketball post, uh, career as well. Yeah, and I can't Those... wait to wear him back through my tablet or my TV, however yeah. I'm watching it next year. Yeah, definitely. And, and Stacey, if you're listening, which I know you obviously are, come on, we're waiting <laughs> for you. We'll have a chat. We'll all sit down together and, and talk some Bulls. Exactly. So I think that's pretty much it for this episode. We'll be back next week, uh, which I'm sure you're all eagerly anticipating. Um, Yeah, so from me, again, thanks for listening. And as usual, you can find us on all the socials at C-Red UK. And I'll kick it back to Neil. Yeah, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, Please subscribe, rate and review us. And until next time, remember, if you're going to go deep, Go balls deep. Percolator. It's time for the percolator.